why don't you go ahead, uh, take your seat. Welcome to those of you who are online with us, part of our Destiny Online campus. <clears throat> Deeply grateful, thank you, sir, for uh, all that the Lord is doing in this season of time. And want to um, specifically also just say a special welcome to the Destiny Table New York. Uh, appreciate our church family that lives in New York that we are interacting and connecting with to understand more and more of what the Lord's doing in all of this um, all the time. So, well, Merry Christmas, everybody. It's December. Can you believe the year has come to this? Here we are. Uh, nearing the conclusion, unto us a child is born, a son is given. And I want you to think about this in these terms. God is so conversational that he sent his son as the word. Pretty important that we understand. How many know God does what God does on purpose? Very intentional about everything. So for his son to be revealed to us as the word made flesh, then we need to pay attention. God sent his son as the word made flesh. And in a sense, God was saying, hey, fallen humanity, I'd like to have a word with you. Uh, initiating this conversation. And I think that's the essence of everything I hope that we walk out of here having um, a greater understanding for today is that God really wants to have interaction and conversation with us. Now, it's important that we understand um, we are a church that believes you can hear God. Um, if you believe you can hear God, can I hear you say amen? amen? It's interesting how many Christians don't believe they can hear God. And I'm going to dispel that uh, with a few interactions that we're going to have today or a few ideas that I'm going to share. Um, but I want to just make it very clear that you and I are created for conversation. And this has been our whole focal point in this particular season of time. We've been talking about the revelation of the table. Um, we're now talking about this whole uh, concept of table talk, how we're all created for revelation. And in this, uh, for interaction, not just with God, but with each other, we're created in the image of Trinity God. That means we're created in the image of community God. How many of you know it is not good for man to be alone and uh, we really are better together we hear the Lord better together we live life better together we're created for conversation and so Jesus came to redeem us thank God Jesus came to redeem us but he actually did more than just that he came to awaken life-giving conversation that will transform us and everyone around us and it is amazing how much scripture in fact we'll focus on this this week on at Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. prayer, for those of you who are able to join us in the building or online. Uh, but we're going to focus in on so many verses throughout the Old Testament where God is speaking to his people. And uh, then here we are in the New Testament. He's not only speaking to us, but his spirit actually resides within us. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit will teach us and remind us of things that we need to be reminded of at specific times when we need to be reminded of them. So what I want us to interact about uh, today with the Lord, and I, I, I'm saying that very purposefully. I don't want you just to show up to hear your motivational speech of the week. Um, we're going to really dismantle that idea. We, we want the church to become the church that we see 
is defined in the Word of God. And there are a lot of cultural paradigms that fly in the face of theological realities. And we need to reconcile all of that. And so we're working hard to understand, comprehend. Uh, we are so deeply appreciative of the gathering of the church. But the, you have to understand the Great Commission is not y'all come, is it? The Great Commission is y'all go. And so here we are gathering as the church to be equipped as the body of Christ because you can't go to church. We can gather as a church. You can't go to church, but you are the church. So we're trying to help people understand how to go and be the church everywhere God's called you to go. And so with that, we're going to talk today just about what the idea of conversational faith truly is. A lot of people will say, you know, they've heard the Lord say something. I had one guy tell me one time, uh, the Lord told me, that I was to divorce my wife and marry this woman, and so I'm going to let my wife now know now that uh, God's spoken to me. And I just was able to tell him, this is just not a biblical idea. What you're describing, that's not the Lord. How many of you have ever thought you heard the Lord and it wasn't actually the Lord? And you know, there's a lot of confusion about this issue, and that's why a lot of people just abandon the whole idea. And uh, I believe that we should not throw the baby out with the bathwater, which is John 3:95. Not in the Bible, really. <clears throat> but I believe we should not throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think that we should try to figure out what is God desiring for us to understand and comprehend. That's why it's vitally important that we be men and women of the Word. <laughs> and so the Bible is the primary way that God grounds us in conversation with Him. Let me say that again. The Bible is the primary way that God grounds us in conversation with him. That's why we have the turn the page challenge. Get an old-fashioned Bible, one that smells like leather that you can touch and hold and leave to your children and your children's children. And you start in the book of Genesis and you write the date at the top of the page and every day you turn the page. You journal something in there maybe your child's first steps. Um, I hope you're not tired of hearing me say this. I've probably said this 15,532 times, but I'm going to say it another 50,000 times until the day I die because this is the number one thing that we have had people say has changed their faith and changed their life. When you get into the Word of God, it's amazing what begins to happen in your heart. People go to church all their lives and never even read their Bible through. And so you just turn the page and you write the, the date at the top, journal through. Even the parts you don't understand, that's where you just realize you're sitting with the author. You're not just reading the book. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to begin to awaken conversation within your heart with Him as you're walking this out. Even when your brain doesn't understand how you know you're nourishing your spirit in the presence of God as you stay true to His Word. And it is amazing, but in the course of approximately two and a half years, you will have gone Genesis through Revelation and you'll have this incredible heirloom to leave to your children I'm now going through the ESV a second time and I'm in the latter part of Psalms going through and it's been so rich just to see what I've journaled and written in some of those pages many days it's just the date but sometimes it's something specific and just reading this the second time through which is the first time I've done that has been really helpful so I want to point out to you I have this Bible in my hand and I'm uh, inconspicuously looking at my notes to find out yes it is uh, these Bibles are in the lobby and, and you can get these these are large margin Bibles now I want to assure you of one very important thing and I've been asking how to say this we're not we're not selling Bibles to make any money at all <laughs> we do not make money on Bibles in fact we get grants to help us buy these Bibles 
and sell them at a price that is a discounted price uh, that we can provide them to you for. So understand that right up front. I'm not up here trying to sell you something. I'm up here trying to challenge you to grow deeper in your conversational relationship with the Lord. So Tracy, my wife, will be out in the lobby afterward. If you're interested in looking through these journaling Bibles, we've started this whole movement in many respects with our, um, our art class here as a Christian school with our youth and students and some of the classes we've done, but it's just so important that we get people in the Word and we watch our own children. Tracy and I watch our own girls at the age of 12 start this Turn the Page Challenge and they've never stopped. And it's tremendous when your children start catching the heart. How many of you want your kids to have their faith in their God, not your faith in your God? So you better be demonstrating that, living that, instilling that, talking about that, camping around that. Jesus needs to be Lord in every moment of your life. That's what that means. That doesn't mean you have to have it all together. How many of you have sinned and made mistakes? Can I just get an amen and a hand raise? We all sin and make mistakes. We're all on a journey just trying to find our way. We all need to repent and ask uh, for forgiveness. Had to ask my wife for forgiveness just uh, this week, two days ago, for having a bad attitude and... um, And I I have a bad attitude from time to time. I just hate it that I have a bad attitude. I wish I was more like Jesus. Anybody? But thank God we're on this journey, and he's helping us all become more of who he's designed us to be. And if we're just willing to be tender to him, he'll convict us in a moment when we need to be convicted and transform us more into who he's called us to become. And that's the whole essence of today, conversational faith. You are designed by your heavenly Father to experience a conversational faith. He is not a heavenly force. He is your heavenly Father. Many of us in our generation treat God as if he were a heavenly force. I sense the presence of God right now significantly. I want to cooperate with more than just preaching you up to comprehend the the power of God and treat him as if he's a heavenly force that we're trying to just access to accomplish things or get our way or he's our heavenly father and he desires us to have a conversational relationship with him having sent his son the word to interact and to awaken and activate that type of conversation so I want to be more intentional personally as a Christian let alone as the lead pastor of this church I want to be intentional in my pursuit of God and really walking in conversation with the Lord. So I'm going to challenge you again with one of the rhythms. I mean, you know, the kingdom of God is about rhythm. It's so funny. I find myself many times when I'm praying, when I'm sitting and praying, and I start praying, I find myself just starting to, to do that. I'm not even sure why. Uh, maybe it's my 80s headbanging days coming back. I don't know. But I define myself in that rhythm. And then like in worship, I was walking and praying this morning as they were just practicing and preparing for the day. And I found, you know, I, I realized that when I pray, I kind of walk like this. And I, I just thought, what am I doing? I think that there's a rhythm with God. Uh, we've talked about this before. I won't go into it now, but it's beautiful reality. When you really look at Scripture, uh, I don't believe God spoke the world into existence. I believe God sang the world into existence. And that's why everything has rhythm, rhythm of seasons, rhythm on a cellular level, rhythm on a, a, a level of the galaxies. I mean, everything has rhythm. And so you need to explore the rhythm of God in your own way of walking with the Lord. One of those rhythms is the daily quiet time. Turn the page. 
Another beautiful rhythm is a weekly gathering, coming together like we're gathering right now. Another rhythm that we've talked about as a church family is a New Year's revelation. Not just a New Year's resolution, but a New Year's revelation. How many of you know God has plans for 2022 for your life, for your family, for your legacy? Spiritual sons and daughters as well as natural sons and daughters that he's entrusting to your care. And so a New Year's resolution is wonderful, but a New Year's revelation is better. A New Year's resolution is what do I want to do? I've had a happy, happy Thanksgiving, and I am reminded of Isaiah 10, 27, uh, one particular translation, and the NAS says, the anointing will make you fat, and I've had a happy Thanksgiving. I'm feeling anointed right now. I'm a little bit over my number. I watch my number, and um, so I'm having to pay attention to that right now and kind of walk this thing out uh, one step of the way. So I've got my own resolution that I'm making but we need to move beyond just my own mindset of what I want to accomplish and just say Lord here I am your servant what do you desire for the year that's ahead and so beginning to pray about and ask the Lord for your new year's revelation is really significant God will give you guidance and direction as you step into 2022 if you will ask I want you to, to understand he's not an angry, angry father. He's the loving father. He's not there with a ruler to smack you when you get it wrong. He's there with the cross to embrace you no matter how wrong you get it. His name is Jesus, and he's drawing us in to a greater love of the Father. And so we read about these beautiful plans in a, a portion of Scripture that is just so commonly uh, read. And many times this is the problem with us as Christians. We've heard it. And then because we've heard it, we check out. I've started realizing that I am getting way more um, aware whenever I hear Scripture being read or I hear worship songs that sing Scripture. I'm pausing and just looking into a deeper layer of what God might be speaking because I, am, I, I just see the power of His Word, how significant His Word should be in our lives. So as I read this portion of Scripture in Jeremiah 29, will you really open your heart, do more than just listen to maybe what you've already heard, but maybe God wants to unveil something or awaken something of a deeper uh, revelation in your heart. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 to 14. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find, would you all say find? You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found, let's all say it, found. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. Holy Spirit, would you just breathe something fresh? on your word today help us to explore and understand meaningful interaction with God that your word says with such clarity we do not need a man to teach us because the anointing will teach us so though we're hearing the sound of man we can learn from the voice of God that's going off within us It's profoundly significant in the way we church. <laughs> Help us, Lord, to grow and mature in this, we pray. 
In the name of Jesus, amen. What was the word that I asked you to repeat? Find or found. This is the thing I want to point out to you today. Jesus is better found than presented. He is better at being found than he is at being presented. And what I mean by that, I want to make sure we get this. In, in a day where there are stellar presentations of Jesus all over the world. Like, it is just a phenomenal age of the presentation of Christ, particularly in our culture and our society. And, and let's just be reminded, it's a, a culture and a society with all the sound systems and presentations and video and, I mean, everything that we have. Our society, Christianity is diminishing. And in other societies, we've had some interaction. We work with a number of pastors in a number of places. We've had some interactions with pastors this week from China and Iran. And you know what's happening there? Without all their amazing sound systems and phenomenal presentations of Christ, the church is exploding. And powerful things are happening. I'm going to actually, uh, I'm praying into this more, but next week I think I'm going to share with you a clip. And I'll talk a little bit about this then. Uh, but it's just a two, three minute testimony that's just mind-boggling how can this even happen how many know with God all things are possible and we in the western world church in times past have sent missionaries to reach the eastern nations that need the love of Jesus Christ but the time is coming and I believe the time is now the eastern church is going to start to send missionaries to wake us up spiritually because many of us have grown spiritually asleep so I'll introduce you to some of that as we talk about that next week but I want us to understand that the New Year's resolution, in a day, uh, in New Year's revelation, in a day, again, where Jesus is presented so well, we have to really purpose to pursue him on our own, to find him uh, in the pursuit of God. Not just show up and be presented, but to actually um, pursue him in a, in a humble pursuit of knowing God. You know, if the only time you're eating is when someone else is feeding you, then you're spiritually anemic, and you need to realize that. So let me just reiterate again. God will never violate his word, and the Bible is the fundamental, foundational way that he cultivates conversation with us in our lives. So stay true to getting in his word. And out of that, so much will happen. So this past Wednesday, we did a, a Wednesday night celebration, appreciation night. It was so beautiful, wonderful. We welcomed new uh, family into the church family as a part of that evening, commissioned them, laid hands on them. Our elders were believing for impartation and activation and an awakening of the presence of God, all the things that we know that the Lord stirred for us as a church family. And part of that evening was to announce the 2022 church New Year's revelation. And so I want you to think about it this way, and as I share this with you, this is where we're going to camp around in the course of 2022, but everyone, first, it's important you understand that word, everyone. If you think of everyone in this room right now, everyone online right now, everyone in your family, everyone at your work, everyone in your neighborhood, I'm talking everyone, I'm talking nobody is omitted from this equation, everyone, everybody say everyone, we're talking about all people, everyone is created for abundant life. 
Something in every person you will ever encounter is awakened to the design of God and the desire of God to experience abundant life. Now, we're going to have to take some time to dismantle, dismantle our Western mindset of what that means. How many of you know we don't understand abundant life? You probably immediately thought money or resource or and we have to move beyond that. God is trying to get us past our love affair with temporal worldly riches. Jesus is not the way to the stuff you really love. Jesus is the way, period, and we really should love him more than any stuff. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everyone is created for this abundant life. And the first, uh, what we're looking at as a theme verse for this is John 10, 10, and John 10, 10, B in the Amplified says, I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Isn't that beautiful? It's a beautiful expression. That's a part of our uh, focus for this coming year. But I just want to point something out. The first part of that verse, most of you will know, says the thief or the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so what we all have to understand is that the primary aim of death is not to kill you, but it's to keep you from the fullness of life until you die. That's the primary aim of death, not to kill you, but to keep you from the fullness of life until you die. Because if you can live a life that's spiritually disconnected from God, and you are not living in the fullness of what God has desired for you to step into, then you can influence, impact, and infect other people to live their life in a docile frame of mind, in a disconnected posture of faith, and you were born for more than that. I believe the fire of God is being activated and awaken in the people of God in this hour of the church and I say let it start here let it start now let it start with us the devil comes to steal kill and destroy but the aim of death is not to kill you but to keep you from the fullness of life until you die but God has something to say about that so I just challenge you to expect guidance and direction as you make some time to read your Bible and pray, asking God to give you some clarity on your New Year's revelation. I would encourage you this week, go to our blog, uh, destinyokc.com blog. I have all my notes from today written. I also have posted just illustrations of New Year's revelation. I've, I've been doing this since 1995, and I've kept track of all those over the course of whatever that is, 26 years, right? And so over the course of 26 years, I've got 26 New Year's revelations that I've focused on every year. I've listed all those on the blog just for you to look at that frame of reference. But maybe more significantly, I've got a, a great variety of New Year's revelations because we ask our staff, our elders, our community group leaders all to do this. And, and I've listed all of those on the blog who, who shared those with me in 2021. And I've asked them to share that with me. And this is why. Because I pray for our leaders in this church and when I go back and begin to pray for you many times I'll go back and and focus in on what was it the Holy Spirit spoke about this year that you're walking through especially when you start going through a crisis the first thing I'll do as a leader in your life is I go find your New Year's revelation and I start declaring his word over your situation God knew what was going to happen before you ever began to encounter that Goliath he had a stone ready for you to find in the water and preparing you not to run from that giant but to attack that giant and I want to rehearse that I want to remind you of that come on God wants to reveal something for you for 2022 that will actually activate and awaken your faith 
So expect guidance as you pray. It's the season that God wants us to embrace this. Expect guidance as you pray for the Lord to speak to you what your New Year's revelation is for 2022. I'm praying specifically the Lord just awakens this within our hearts like never before. Some Christians say they've never heard the Lord. Some, some Christians in this church might actually say, well, I'm, I've never really heard the Lord. It's not true. Don't believe the lie. I mean, you know, God rarely gets the credit he deserves. You've heard the Lord way more than you can possibly imagine, where he's just been in, uh, guiding and directing and navigating and awakening. In fact, I'll tell you this, not one person who's a Christian can say they've never heard the Lord because you wouldn't be born again if you hadn't heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. Salvation is not a decision you make. Salvation is a response to an invitation God has given. And then you decide to follow him because he gave you that invitation. You've heard the voice of God because God was saying, come, my child. I'm trying to draw you out of this. Come, my son, my daughter. I'm trying to draw you into the love of a father through the cross of Jesus Christ. This is why God sent his son Jesus into the world, that we might be awakened to the purposeful life and the eternal nature of what he desires for us to comprehend and understand. So salvation is a conversion in response to invitation that God is initiating, and then we begin to respond. And I love this. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 in the NIV says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in Him. Well, how did you receive Him? By way of conversation, by way of invitation, you responded to the Lord. This is the way it always is. Your response determines God's reach in your life. Are you going to respond to anything God's speaking to you this morning? If you'll respond, then it'll allow reach. If you won't, if you walk out and say, well, that was nice. Pastor got fired up. That's good. I like to see his vein bulging every once in a while. If you'll do something more than just that and actually respond to what God is revealing, then you'll begin to experience something of a deeper nature of God himself. So, so then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, so continue to live in him. Continue. The Lord speaks, I respond. He speaks, I respond. That's the way we continue to live. In fact, John 6, 44, uh, I have verse 45 that will pop up here, but verse 44, the verse right before that, says that nobody comes to Christ except the Father draw him. In other words, the conversation of the Father begins to happen. And then we see verse 45, they will all be taught by God. I love this verse. They will all be taught by God. Everyone who comes to know the Lord will be taught by God. And it goes on, everyone has heard the Father and learned from Him comes to me. Isaiah 54, 13, what a beautiful tag on to that. Not only will you be taught by God, all your children will be taught by the Lord and great will be their peace. Come on, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't want to be the only one in my family that's learning to hear the voice of the Lord. I want to be challenged by sons and daughters that prophesy according to the Scripture. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. So it's important that we understand how God speaks and what His guidance is, and it's what I felt like the Lord was just challenging me in all of this today. Sometimes God's guidance in our lives comes from sensing God's presence in our lives. Being in God's presence shapes us. 
the molecular makeup of your soul is impacted by being in the presence of the Lord. I mean, something inside you is awakened when you truly get in God's presence. It's important for us to understand this and learn to be responsive to Him. The, the presence of the Lord, He gives us guidance. Have you ever just been in a moment and you just felt this is the grace of God in that moment for a conversation, for an interaction, maybe for a business deal, for a board meeting. You just sense the grace of God in that moment. It's like the presence of the Lord swooping in just to kiss that moment because it's part of what he's doing. Have you ever been in a conversation, interaction, situation, whatever it may be, and suddenly you felt the presence of the Lord lift, and he's saying, pay attention, I'm not in what you're about to give yourself to. You understand God uses his presence this way. He speaks to us as well, but he uses his presence so much more than what we uh, realize. And I just felt this was a big focus of what the Lord was desiring for us to comprehend today. It's watching for uh, grace and following favor all throughout the course of the day. Are you a person who pays attention to the presence of God? Do you walk in that type of interaction with the Lord in such a way that you recognize when His presence is lifted so you pause for a moment and you recognize when His presence is strong so you press in in that moment in time? Is that who you are? Because that's who God wants you to be. We are a people who bring God's presence to real life. It's a part of our thematic expression as a church family, without a doubt. And so I love this, and, um, and we've written it out for you to look at it this way, the word guidance. Guidance. G-U-I dance. Guidance. God, you, and I dance. Guidance. Do you know that verse in the Bible in Galatians? It says uh, not only to walk in the Spirit, but to keep in step with the Spirit. Guidance. This is significant for us to understand because sometimes Jesus is doing the jitterbug and we're trying to waltz. Sometimes Jesus is one to tango and we've stepped into the chicken dance. How I many you know we need to learn to stay in step with the Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit doing in the moment that I'm in? All of a sudden something triggers me and I have a reactionary disposition of being angry. But if I'll pay attention and learn to move past reaction to a place of response, I can actually respond to God in a moment beyond what the human reaction is trying to, to lure me into. Jesus wasn't easy with reaction. You realize that? They were constantly trying to draw him out. But he just constantly refused to be drawn out and chose to stay in a place of responsiveness with the Father. When the Father was waltzing, he was waltzing. I don't know how to waltz. When the Father was jitterbugging, I certainly don't know how to jitterbug. He would jitterbug. All I'm saying is, G-U-I, God, you and I dance, and I keep the rhythm of God regardless of the rhythm of man. I keep the rhythm of God regardless of the rhythm of the doctor's report. I keep the rhythm of God regardless of the rhythm of the economy. I keep the rhythm of God regardless of the rhythm of the political climate. I keep the rhythm of God because the kingdom of God is to shape me from the inside out. Hey! I want to wake up God's kingdom and God's people. So many times when the girls were growing up, I would notice something they were doing. And to include myself, I would simply go over 
until finally they noticed that I was there. Once they noticed I was there, they would invite me into the moment, and the presence of their father changed everything. All of a sudden, the game changed, the decoration changed, whatever it was, the presence of the father changed everything. And sometimes I would look like this as a result. I know there's some probably uh, daughter daddies out there. Living my best life there. I think God feels like that sometimes. But maybe not by the way you're thinking. Because I can tell you as a daughter daddy, I felt nothing in that moment except absolute joy to be in the world of my children. Absolute joy. I think many times we find ourselves doing something and the Lord just starts to kind of come near. He starts to come near a little bit closer until finally we recognize the Lord is here. And then we invite him into that moment. We begin to interact with him and it changes everything in the way we walk with God. I, I don't know if you understand. How many of you want God's will in your life? I mean, we are here because we want God's will in our life. God wants his will in your life more than you want his will in your life. So, this is a huge point I want to make. <clears throat> and it's important that we understand it. It's going to pop up on the screen. It's one of the blanks if you're looking at live notes online or on your phone. Um, but I want to make sure you understand, because this has been so deep in me uh, this week as I've been praying into today. Never mistake God's silence for God's absence. Never mistake God's silence for God's absence. He's found better than he's presented. Don't mistake his silence for his absence. But recognize that in that place, so many times what God is doing is he's wanting to use his presence. Don't mistake his silence for his absence because many times he uses presence, his presence to provide you with guidance. Don't mistake Silence is not absence. He's there wanting to use his presence to provide guidance in the way you walk this out. I love um, this portion of Scripture in Acts chapter 16. It's an interesting uh, portion of Scripture. And it's where the disciples are ministering and they want to go to Bithynia. Uh, and as they are preparing to go into Bithynia, the Holy Spirit said, don't go there. And I... I, I G-U-I dance. God, you and I dance. I want to do this. And the Holy Spirit says, no. I don't want to do that. And the Holy Spirit says, yep, that's what we want to do. Can I just ask, where is this in our lifestyle? Are we led by God as a way of life? Because what that's demonstrating is where decisions are just discussions in the way we're walking with God. I'm not on my own. He is my Father, constantly giving me counsel, constantly giving me guidance by way of His presence. 
Is this our lifestyle? And let me just answer it instead of ask the question. This is becoming more of your lifestyle in this coming year than it has ever been in any year times past. Everyone is created for this abundant life that I'm talking about, where we are walking with God, exploring and experiencing His presence in the way we walk this out. Are we led by God as our way of life, or do we just go where we want to go, do what we want to do, say what we want to say, and ask God to bless it all in the end? Where are the desires of God in the midst of it all? God is longing for a people whose hearts are in deep, deep fellowship with Him. Where do I begin? Where do I begin? How do I start to grow in this? Boy, I encourage you. Be men and women of the Word. Because that is the foundational place where God begins to awaken conversation for every one of us. And today, that's what I want to do as our worship team comes. I just want to commission you to a deep place of fellowship with God. And what we're going to do is customary for us as a church family. We take just a few moments to conclude where we take, uh, hopefully you've been hearing the Lord. Under the sound of the voice of man or woman, you can learn from the voice of God. So hopefully you've been hearing what the Lord's desiring to reveal for you personally. What we want to do is just give you an opportunity where we just take a couple minutes. It's, this is not the end of the service, so I would encourage you, don't, don't walk out <laughs> once you've gotten what you want to get. Then, you understand? Give something back. It's a great opportunity for you to give something back to the Lord where you just take the, what the Lord's awakening in your heart and you just bring it back in a posture of worship. And you just say, Lord, I just bring what you're stirring in my heart. During this time, uh, as we all <coughs> begin to worship, <laughs> I forgot which side my mic was on. I was going to cough right into it there <coughs> for a second. Uh, then our prayer team is available, and they're going to be right at the back. Let's all just stand together. They're going to be right back there in that row of lights uh, behind this middle section. And I would invite you, if there is anything we can pray with you about, if you're here today and you say, I'm not sure where I stand in my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, boy, there's no reason for you to walk out those doors without knowing that for sure. Jesus came, he lived, and he died. He's the only way to the Heavenly Father. There is no other way except Christ Jesus. And man, it's important that you make that decision in your life to truly accept him as your Lord and Savior uh, and then begin to walk that out every day. We want to walk that out with you. If we can pray with you about anything at all, then I would invite you as we are worshiping, just make your way back, and uh, the prayer team is available to pray. Right at the back of the middle of this section, sometimes we take communion together as a family, but every single week communion is available for you. You know why? Because the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus Christ is something we should constantly be thinking about. So the table of the Lord is here every week. The giving stations are at the back. We don't pass buckets. We just invite you to worship in the way you give. Let, let your giving be what the Bible has always, from the very beginning of time, giving's been a part of worship. It needs to be worship. So the giving stations, or, or you can give on your app, however you'd like to do that, but let that be worship, an expression of sacrificial worship to the Lord your God. How many of you sense God's drawing us deeper? Come on, let's just respond just for a moment in our own hearts. Let me, let me say this before I, I take you there. 
your action point this week is set aside specific time in a specific place to come to the table of the Lord. Begin to pray about your news revelation. That GP2RLs, we bring God's presence to real life. That's the action point. Every week we want to give an action point, not just to be hearers of the word, doers of the word. So I want, I want to ask you, specific time, specific place this week, just pray, listen to the Lord. Look at the blog, got some great ideas on there, calendar reminders, different things that I do to remind myself of my New Year's revelation every year. Now, I want to ask you to open your heart to the Lord, and I, I'm going to tell you something that's kind of funny. In fact, Kevin Judd's the center of the conversation because uh, he initiated this, and then I've had multiple other people say it. So we live in a neighborhood near woods, and I don't know, some very large buck found its way into our backyard. We've seen deer back there, but never a buck. Like, this was a big buck. I'm not a hunter. Never shot a deer, never went hunting for deer, anything like that. <laughs> but I posted a picture of that buck, and something happened in the hearts of hunters who saw that picture. I got messages. I had a conversation. Kevin's talked to me a couple of times about setting up a tree stand in the backyard. And I told him, what you got to understand is my wife has a gun too. And that deer's Bambi, no matter what you might think. So don't get up there and we go to jail over this thing. It's not good. But it's just so funny. Something happened in the heart of the hunters. What's in your heart? When we start to explore and experience God's presence, is something happening in the heart of the son and daughters? I want to encourage you, just in these couple of moments that we're going to take in worship, just allow God to begin to awaken something in your heart. Lord, here we are saying we're hungry for more. We love you. Thank you that you're not just a heavenly force. You're our heavenly Father. Take us deeper, Lord. Forgive us where we've tried to dress things up and offer up religious fluctuations and tones of the voice as if that's something you'd be interested in. You're, you know everything about us. Yet you still love us. It's amazing. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your voice. Thank you for your guidance. Today, Lord, just in these couple of moments that we have, I pray that our hearts just be smitten by a deeper passion for the very presence of the Lord our God.